Welcome to Hustle and Faith. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics regarding Christianity, health and wellness, beauty, and so much more. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. This is episode 129. How will you be in the driver's seat and taking control of your health? We are so close to calling it a wrap on 2020, and this has been a challenging year for so many of us. Many of us have had our lives turned upside down by the coronavirus. Yet, the devastation that this virus is wreaking havoc on seems to vary depending on what country you live in. I have a unique perspective in being able to see firsthand the differences in how countries are handling the coronavirus because I teach English online to adults overseas. So again, I'm able to hear firsthand accounts of what they tell me. And it's been an eye-opening experience. The country that really impressed me the most was Germany. And so I did an episode not too long ago, episode 122, with one of my students named Chris, who is a protein scientist in Germany. And we were discussing some of the differences and how this crisis was being handled. So I'm back again today to not only discuss the differences, but to provide people with information about Germany's healthcare system and suggestions that we can use to stay healthy. And again, I am not a doctor, guys. I've said this before in previous episodes. So please take the advice that we are providing as a reference and always do your own research. The advice that we are sharing are things that have worked for us. And so we're just paying it forward on the off chance that it may help you as well. And so without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hello, Tosha. (laughs) <laughs> thank you for, for thank you for inviting me to this uh, new podcast. Of course, of course. So we got a lot of good feedback from the last time that you and I spoke, and I wanted to connect with you again because so much has happened since the last time we we spoke, uh, especially regarding the coronavirus situation. So um, in the U.S., there's a lot happening. We um, our healthcare system is quite different than Germany. And um, now we've got the vaccine and all this other stuff. So I just kind of wanted to give folks an eye opening (laughs) perspective into how things are being run in Germany, because in my opinion, Germany has done a much better job in how they've handled the coronavirus situation. And uh, the last time you and I spoke, again, this is offline guys because Chris and I know each other based off of the English classes that I, um, I I provide to adults overseas. So that's how we know each other. And just some of the information that he has shared with me about Germany's healthcare system is insane. And um, yeah, I Chris, I just want you to kind of give folks a background <laughs> yeah. into how the system is set up over there because I think it will be such an eye-opener for so many people. Health insurance coverage is mandatory. We have two different systems, the statutory health insurance and the private health insurance without going into detail. So most of us, roughly 90% use the statutory health insurance. Um, And um, there are more than 100 providers of public health with different additional services like professional teeth cleaning. For example, you can pick one and uh, then you get extra service if you like um, and everything is covered by the insurance. 
the public health insurance also covers the children as well as the spouse of the police holder. That means if you have a family, for example, with 10 kids, uh, your kids and uh, the spouse is also insured. Uh, we pay roughly 7.5% for this um, healthcare insurance. Um, this is deducted uh, from the gross income. Uh, additional 7.5% is uh, paid by the company. And that means um, you don't have to pay extra money if you go to the doctor, for example. And just so everyone is aware of this. So you've got like your policyholder. Yes, they have two different systems. So we also have a private, um, private system in public, but co-pays don't exist over there, right? Because you don't have okay. to pay additional once you go to the doctor, like it's taken care of. And is okay. any money coming out of your pocket, Chris? Just to um, emphasize that? No, no, not, not at all. Exactly. Unless you want special treatments, of course, then you have to pay it out of pocket. For example, if you want a special mat material of a crone or mm -hmm. something very special, then you have to pay it out of pocket. But all other than that, but other than that, like your employer pays it and the government pays it. It's not coming from your check, correct? No, no, I uh, don't have to pay extra money for treatment. Mm -hmm. That yeah? is amazing. That's, yeah. yeah. For, for example, as I just told you, um, if you have, pre let's pretend you have 10 kids, mm -hmm. all of them are insured. And only, let's say you have a gross income of $1,000 and $75 are deducted for the healthcare insurance, for example. Mm -hmm. and any member of your family is covered. You don't have to pay extra money. That is amazing. I yeah, mean, that's different. Yeah. It's just, it, it's eye-opening because if, if we were to have that example that you just said, um, I'm telling you right now, a lot of folks would not be going to the doctor even more so now than, than, than before. To have 10 kids and have them over here, everything is separate. Okay. Uh, again, it, it differs based on your policy, but that would just be the most expensive <laughs> family ever. The expenses that family would incur would honestly put them bankrupt, in my opinion, um, especially yeah. with our current economy. That's just amazing to me. I mean, even if you're unemployed or employed, it doesn't matter. So anyone, anyone, regardless of your uh, status or your job mm -hmm. or what else uh, you have to have uh, this insurance it's not possible not to have one it's not possible yeah and even if you are unemployed and you get money from the government you get also the money for uh, the health care insurance so everything is covered you don't have to pay uh, by yourself Wow. Um, that's completely different. We have a great safety net. Um, and yeah, I mean, um, I don't understand the system in the US why people are not open to having um, such a great um, um, opportunity to, to, get, uh, be, uh, to get treated in a way they want to be treated. 
So uh, of oh, course, it's not, yeah. <laughs> so many questions. I, I have an answer on that one, but I, I want you to continue speaking because it's not, yeah, just can, continue speaking and then I'll touch back on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, for example, if you get a prescription from the doctor and you go to the pharmacy, you have to pay up to 10 euros that corresponds roughly to $10 maximum. That means if the medication costs $200 or $500, for example, you have to pay uh, $10 only. That is also covered by the um, health uh, insurance. That That's different. Yeah, that's different. So, but uh, I have to add that people still complain about the system here. They don't know <laughs> what it is to be uh, abroad like uh, in Greece or Poland or Russia or the US, uh, you get uh, very quickly an appointment, for example, you get uh, treated very well in most cases and you get surgery if necessary, everything. If there's an emergency, you get treated, you have the electronic health insurance card. And oh, then, really? Yeah. Interesting. And uh, everyone has to have uh, such a card. And um, yeah, you go uh, with this card to the doctor, you give this. And yeah, everything is uh, covered. So you don't have to worry about, uh, yeah, if you get the treatment or not. Uh, so wow. if, as, as I just told uh, you, unless you uh, want a special treatment, mm -hmm. for example, then you have to pay it out of pocket, for example, laser therapy or different, or I don't know what, but um, all providers, all uh, healthcare providers, um, so offer the same service, but with additional services like, for example, the professional teeth cleaning, what I also have, yeah, I can go, once a year to the doctor, to the dentist, and my uh, teeth are cleaned professionally mm -hmm. uh, without pay paying anything. So I just I, yeah, oh that's that's right. included. That's included. I don't have to pay anything or to have an, uh, an additional insurance. It's included in my ordinary insurance. Let me ask you this. So, and and I kind of feel like I know the answer to this, but in terms of what a private policy, because again, you did mention there are two types of insurance. Yeah, yeah. So there's private and public. Yes. Is, the, is there a huge difference to you in types of the services that you would receive from doctors that are focused on private and then doctors that are focused on the public policy? Is there a difference in how people are treated or how they are... Um, yeah, how they're treated, but also in, in terms of service, do they have a tendency to treat the folks that are on the private insurance a little better, meaning they get appointments quicker? Maybe, yeah. okay, yeah. just curious. Yeah, uh, sure. But uh, to have the private health insurance, uh, you have, yeah, it depends on your in, uh, gross income. Okay. If you uh, earn a lot, Let's say I don't know what the the threshold sure. is. Yeah. Let let's pretend five thousand dollars. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Then you are allowed to have the private health insurance. 
So um, basically, uh, I can pick one of them, but I have the public one because I, you, I don't see any uh, advantages having the private yes, one. Maybe you get uh, quicker appointments. That's true. And maybe, okay, the problem is the doctors want to earn money. So if you have the private insurance, then they suggest more treatments. Yeah. Mm. And uh, in my opinion, they're not necessary. Got it. So that's what I wanted to. That's, yeah. a pro that's a problem. And if you have the public one, that's different. Okay. So I want to go back to something you said. I don't know why Americans wouldn't be open to having a system like this. That's not the problem. The American people, for the most part, would love to have a system like this. But the issue is, in my opinion, there are too many people at the top, if you will, like in our government that are just, okay. they could care less. They made it and they don't care anything about the American people. And it's, it's I mean, okay. it doesn't take a rocket science to see that, you know, Trump could care less about anyone. But even more so than in the past with previous presidents. There just has not been this strong initiative by anyone to overhaul our healthcare system, which is in desperate need of being overhauled because believe it or not, and, and we'll get into this in a little bit, it, or maybe now, um, <laughs> the American people are pretty much faced with a situation where if they need to have surgery or if they need to get treated, insurance is something that we have to pay into, okay? Yeah. So we would love to have a system set up like yours, but that would require overhauling our, in my opinion, getting those people at the top to actually care enough to overhaul the healthcare system. But you're not gonna get that right now because our healthcare system, and I don't care what anyone says, and I think the majority of people that are honest and they're thinking the way that I think, probably would agree most of our healthcare system is ran by the pharmaceutical companies, meaning they are oftentimes promised certain things in exchange for, you know, getting people on board with their whatever they have to offer. And then in the end, we end up getting screwed. So we're forced to pay for something oftentimes that we don't know if it's gonna work, um, we don't get the treatments that we need because we don't have enough money. It's yeah. all about money. It's not about people's interests. Are we helping these people? It's okay. all about money. And it has nothing to do with, we would love that system, Chris. That, I mean, who wouldn't want that? <laughs> I have to, okay, I have to admit, uh, here's the same uh, regarding the pharmaceutical industry. So they are also interested in making a lot of money so they are also influence um, the doctors so the, in my opinion uh, the, the system is great mm -hmm. but um, they are interested in uh, keeping you sick yes I mean that's yeah. e even in Germany in, that's my personal opinion I do too so, I so for example if I have uh, stomach issues then I get a pill that don't care about the root of the the issue for example yep Maybe I have some concerns about the future or what else. Um, and uh, I have then the stomach issues. The, the pill w won't, uh, mm, yeah. Um, won't solve it. Uh, won't solve it, exactly. So that's something, and they make money with uh, medications. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I used to have um, uh, two autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. and I had to change uh, something in my life that was the first one was my diet. Yeah, to think uh, about it yeah. in, more, in more detail, what to change and uh, what is beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, uh, I stumbled across vitamin D. We already talked about that topic. Uh, vitamin D is uh, very important for the immune sh- system regulation, mm-hmm. uh, for example, or because an autoimmune uh, disease uh, is, um, yeah, your body produces antibodies against your body, right? Yeah. And uh, so I took, I have taken vitamin D uh, for almost, I think, five or six years, um, including magnesium, and my blood values uh, have uh, significantly uh, improved. There's no inflammation in my body anymore. Mm -hmm. And besides that, I also changed my diet. That means I cut down on uh, meat, and but I still eat meat but uh, high quality meat Mm -hmm. but once a week or twice um, or um, once in two weeks and uh, what i also do is um, yeah i i eat a lot of vegetables and fruits and and this combination has changed my health condition and now i mean so I go to the doctor once a year to, to uh, let my blood values check and everything is fine. I mean, so the inflammation, what I had is gone. So, you know, that's something, otherwise I had to take medications exactly. and uh, the autoimmune diseases are gone. I mean, so m- most of us have um, something, maybe a high blood pressure or what else, I don't know, or yeah. diabetes, but you're able to, fix that by, by your diet or uh, by exercising but to train your body. In this combination, I think you can reduce the symptoms dramatically. That's the thing. So I don't need any medications anymore, what I used to, uh, to, to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know what, you, you said something that really resonated with me and that is a lot of these companies, these pharmaceutical companies, are they don't make money off of curing things. They make money off of treating symptoms, right? So, I mean, if you you think about it from a common sense standpoint, it it kills me when people say, oh, I trust my doctor with everything. And they just shut off their mind, especially in the US. It's it's Mm. kind of disturbing to see how many people will just totally like 100% oh, my doctor told me this and never check into anything or do some research on their own to figure yeah. out, do I really need this pill? Do I need this? Do I need that? Because a lot of times, and I'm being honest, I've seen it firsthand. Um, I've, had, I've got quite a few friends that are in the medical field and some have left the medical field, especially in the US, because they did not like what they've seen behind the scenes. So much of what they are able to do is dictated by the pharmaceutical companies and they are not able to be the doctor <laughs> that yeah. they signed up to be. So it, it, it's interesting that you say that. Do you guys have in Germany the ability to, um, so in the US, let's say I wanted to go see a doctor, I'm able to afford insurance and I can go see a doctor. But if I wanted to go see a nutritionist, that yeah. I would have to pay extra for or have to yeah. go 
hoops to go see a nutritionist. Many times we're not able to access seeing a nutritionist who in my opinion is even more important if you ask me than the doctor because if you can change your diet, you can change a lot of things. How is that set up in Germany? Yeah, that's an extra service. You have to okay. pay it out of pocket. So it's not possible. I mean, what uh, doctors here uh, treat, uh, mostly uh, these are certain symptoms, not the root of the, the, the issue. That's a Got problem. It. So you have to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, yeah, that's the main issue. So people don't change habits. So that's... I mean, changing habits, we know, all mm -hmm. of us, it's very difficult. Yeah. But um, you can start with uh, tiny steps, for example, to, to, to reduce your sugar um, consumption. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a main issue here in, in uh, Germany because uh, roughly 60% of the guys here have, uh, are obese. Yeah. They have overweight. That's okay. um, that. a big issue. And uh, the main reason for that is sugar, because it's hidden in processed foods, for example. <laughs> and that's, um, yeah, that's a big issue. And when you eat such, let's say, crap, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crap. It, that's not yeah. high quality products, yeah? Yeah. Uh, then you get sick over time. That's only a matter of time when you get sick, when you only eat such uh, processed, processed food. So you, yeah, this is the main problem, the sugar, and you get addicted to it very, very quickly. I mean, there's some um, studies on diet, especially on sugar, and has been shown that it is as addicted as cocaine. Or, um, I mean, uh, they tested that with rats. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the main issue. Wow. And to cut down on sugar, it's very difficult for all. But there are some uh, alternatives. You can replace the sugar, but uh, the cane sugar or the bad sugar, but other sugars like xylitol or erythritol that uh, are much better in comparison to the cane sugar that is um, in all foods, mostly. Uh, you, yeah, that's a problem. If you start messing with the food in people's diets, it's mm -hmm. almost like a really sick, vicious cycle. Those people are going to feel sick, and then they're going to go to yeah. the doctor, right? Yeah, and yeah. The doctor isn't going to cure them. They're just going to no. continue to treat the symptoms instead of looking at their diet. I go out of my way when I'm at the grocery store to look at the ingredients, knowing full well that they're not going to be at least marked for me like they are for you guys. Mm -hmm. um, and even then, I'm still leery about certain things because our FDA is a joke. Um, so let me ask you this, Chris, um, kind of switching gears. What are your thoughts regarding this uh, you know, the vaccines that are coming out, like what is, cause you're a protein scientist. And so uh, I know you've got a really interesting perspective and I think you had mentioned that the methodology has changed and all that stuff. So what are your thoughts regarding that? Yeah. I mean, it's a completely new type of uh, vaccine. Uh, there are different types. Uh, for example, there are 
the inactivated virus you can inject, the protein-based vaccines, and now, for example, the mRNA-based vaccine. That's a completely new type. I mean, uh, the mRNA... Um, That's what they're doing now, right? They're yes, yes, mRNA. yes. All right. Yes, it contains a sect uh, or the instruction um, for uh, making the protein in your body. For example, the mRNA is injected in your, into your muscle and then the immune cells um, have this template and make the protein that is um, the, the COVID-19 protein and that is recognized by your immune system. And then your immune system makes antibodies. And afterwards, the mRNA is very unstable. That, that means that uh, your body get, uh, gets rid of it. It's not, uh, it doesn't uh, remain in your body. I mean, it's, it's not possible to integrate in your genome. Mm -hmm. From the theory part, it's very safe. Uh, because uh, the, the information is, sh I mean, it stays only a short amount of time in your body. And then after making the proteins, the COVID-19 proteins, it, it is uh, degraded. It's not anymore, um, uh, uh, yeah, available. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's trash. On the other hand, yeah, that's uh, a new type. I mean, um, from the theory part, because uh, I also have worked with mRNA and I know what it is, uh, but in, in connection with bacteria and not with uh, human cells. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the long-term side effects are not known it yet. And um, yeah, I'm a little bit splitted, you know, um, <laughs> for, for myself, I won't, I want, uh, or let's say at this time or now, I don't want to get this vaccine because uh, I don't have any, okay, I, I used to have this autoimmune diseases, but they, are, they vanished. They're not present anymore in my body. Sure. So basically I don't have any underlying diseases and uh, now, and um, I, yeah, I haven't been vaccinated against the flu either. either. And uh, so I think my body will be able to fight the virus. And uh, I will wait uh, maybe five to 10 years to see what the side effects are. And then maybe um, decide to, to get vaccinated or maybe not vaccinated. I don't think so. Uh, right now, but I say never know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's my personal opinion on that. I, I appreciate you uh, going into detail and explaining that because me personally, I have no, I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. It, it, there's no, first of all, here's the funny thing to me. Not, not so much funny, but we, never had the cure for the common cold. We've never had the cure for cancer, but we have the cure all of a sudden for a global pandemic. Yeah. And to me, that is very fishy about how fast they were able to roll this out because again, vaccinations typically take 
about 15 years to get, you know, perfected, approved. And here we did this in less than a couple months. That to me is really disturbing. And then I would, I, I just, I don't really trust a whole lot coming out of this government, especially this current administration, but also um, in this part, you don't necessarily have the context for it, Chris, because I, I'm not sure how, how many people know this over in Germany, but um, <laughs> as, as, as a person of color, um, yeah. the U.S. government does not have a good track record with, <laughs> okay. with, with people of color and um, in terms of vaccinations. A, a okay. lot of like, folks that are black and brown have been actually used as guinea pigs in the past for vaccines and weren't told um, that they were being pretty much experimented on. So there's a lot of different hurdles that in the U.S., that need to be overcame and my that need to be overcome before folks especially those of color feel comfortable with this vaccine like some and it's amazing how in my opinion this whole propaganda if you will of trying to get more people of color to take it first than other people um and, and there's, there's studies. That's the thing. There's studies of, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but the Tuskegee, Tuskegee experiment. So that was no. done on Black people for a number of years okay. in order to test out like a syphilis. Um, yeah, it, it's, I, I'm going to leave that in the description, but it's just so many different documentations of how they basically screwed over people of color when it comes to the healthcare system. That's a whole nother episode in and of itself. But I just knowing all that and then seeing how fast this came out and already, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, but um, they've already started talking about side effects um, at least with like Bell's Bell's palsy, I think. And like, I'm like, Oh no, Okay. (laughs) I don't care who you've got parading yeah. around taking this vaccine you could be shooting them up with water for all i care yeah yeah um, i mean I don't know. yeah there are some side some side effects after the injection maybe uh, maybe you can get fever or something yeah. like that uh but the long-term uh side effects um yeah they have to be uh, have to be figured out yeah i don't i, I don't know I, I mean is that alarming to you i mean because to me, and I think we might have spoke about this before, but what if it mutates? You know what I'm saying? Like at, at the rate that this thing is going, I read somewhere else, like in South Korea, they feel like they might have another outbreak. I think I read somewhere, like they feel like no. it's mutated already. Um, they correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know. But what are your thoughts on that? Like having this vaccine now, yeah, isn't going to protect you from future mutations. So what is the point? My assumption is that uh, if you get infected, I don't know the, the principle or, or what, I, I mean, um, how it really works. I don't know if uh, you are pro- completely protected. What means can you get uh, infected? Yes or no. If you get infected, uh, do you develop symptoms? That's, that's this, uh, the two questions. I don't know. But I think if, you, um, if your body already has the antibodies, even you, the, the virus mutates, I think that the response 
of your remaining antibodies uh, will be sufficient to fight the mutated uh, virus. Maybe not in that extent, let's say 100%, maybe 70% or 50% or what else. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I think that it has to be developed a new one for the new variant or the new mutated virus. Mm. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is also assumed that uh, the, the antibodies, if you have antibodies against the flu, that might also work for against the coronavirus or COVID-19. It is a, an assumption, maybe 10 or 20 percent, what, what I have uh, read about that. Interesting. And I, I, let me ask you this. What are your thoughts regarding <laughs> the effectiveness rate? Supposedly, they're saying like 90%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Okay. 95%, roughly, yeah. Do you believe that? Yeah. You do? Yes, yeah. Okay. That's pretty sure. Yeah, okay. that's absolutely a, um, yeah, that's uh, science. I mean, you can, of, yeah, I mean, I have read that in different articles and, um, that's, it seems to be very, very effective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm, okay. I don't know. I'm still like kind of skeptical because it's it, like yeah. flu vaccine, at least in the US, you know, with the numbers that they released, and I don't know if you believe any mm -hmm. of it, is 40 to 60%. If, I mean, if you were to get a yes. vaccine. So I'm yeah. leery about, okay, again, we don't have the cure to the common cold. The, the flu doesn't even have that high of an effectiveness rate. So all of a sudden, I'm supposed to believe that we've cured something for a pandemic. I don't know. It just seems kind of shady. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, maybe I, I don't know why, uh, let, let's say the efficacy is at 70%, I think, um, uh, with... Um, Flu vaccination here you have ninety five percent I think or maybe less uh, uh, less than seventy percent when we talk about um, the flu vaccine. Mm. That's totally strange because I, I I'm also surprised by that. But the data are very solid. So maybe more so in Germany than here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe more so in Germany than here, because to me, there is way more incentive for pharmaceutical companies to yeah. uh, play around with numbers over here. Because again, how many people we pay in to this healthcare system. So the, you know, they really benefit from us having to pay them to get treatments and all this stuff. Like, I, I feel like they have more of an incentive to really mm. convince us that mm. this, oh yeah, we have your best interests at heart. So I, again, I, mm, oh, I, I mean, uh, before uh, thinking about the vaccine, uh, what I would recommend in general to think about uh, the lifestyle of, exactly. I mean, so the personal lifestyle I have, I mean, so that's only a piece that may, might protect me from something, but, um, the basis or the foundation for everything is to have a balanced diet. I mean, people don't know that. I mean, I used to eat unhealthy stuff as well. I know what it feels like to eat processed food and to change the diet. I, I, know, I see the, the, 
difference. And what people uh, also don't know is if you are thin, for example, there's a special term for that. Mm-hmm. Thin, thin outside, fat inside. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Toffee. It's it's toffee. The the term toffee. Yeah. Toffee. That means roughly forty percent of the people here in Germany, they are thin. They believe that they are healthy. That's not mm-hmm. true, because their organs are surrounded by fat, and fat uh, produces inflammatory components that can increase the risk of getting cancer, for example, or other. Um, diseases. So the the I mean the one thing is the appearance. If you are overweight, for example, mm-hmm. but uh, the most issue or the biggest issue is um, that your you have a second metabolism, the fat you're around your belly that is very dangerous, mm-hmm. and you can yeah the 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 probability to get a severe disease increases significantly if you don't uh, reduce your belly um, size yeah for example we're talking about uh, people uh, that are not slightly overweight we are talking about people that are a little bit more than yeah so it's very and uh, the main issue what i already mentioned is the sugar and the lifestyle so you have before uh, you, you think of the uh, COVID-19 vaccine, what is also okay if you uh, think, okay, it's fine for me to, to, to get it, that's totally fine. But you have to change your mindset regarding your lifestyle, eat healthy stuff, not processed food, and to be balanced. I mean, also at, eat uh, dairy. Yeah, that's totally fine for me. Mm-hmm. Some people don't... Um, and they have issues with dairy, yeah? yeah. But for me, very, very good. Uh, spreadable cheese or cheese, something like that. I don't drink milk, but other stuff. And uh, I, yeah. What's the other stuff, Chris? Do you, like, is it oat milk or is it soy milk? No, or like... no, no, no milk. No milk at all. No milk at all? Okay. No. How are you getting I mean, calcium then? I'm sorry? Calcium, yeah, the, uh, through the dairy. I mean, milk, yeah? Oh, okay. Through other foods or yes. drinking stuff. Uh, okay, for example, for example, cheese. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Or I mean, um, besides that, um, I supplement magnesium, vitamin D, and uh, I recently started with um, zinc. Zinc is very good for your immune system as well. There's some sub- studies that have shown that you can shorten your time of sickness. Uh, by a couple of days. For example, if you get sick, if you get a cold, for example, you should take zinc. And this will reduce the, yeah, the time of sickness. Mm. That's, uh, yeah, that's a tip. But um, the other thing is vitamin D. That is, um, many people don't know that it's not an actual vitamin. It's a precursor of a hormone. And uh, our skin makes uh, this hormone, mm-hmm. yeah? But you have to expose your skin to the sun between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. So if you don't do that, you might have a deficiency. Roughly 90% of the guys here in Germany 
have a deficiency during the winter months. Mm -hmm. And um, you can supplement that. I mean, I do that uh, for, yeah, five, six years. I've been doing that for five to six years. And um, my, my vitamin D level is fine in the range where, where it has to be. But before I started taking it, it was very low, even in the summer. And um, they, therefore, it's, I think we're thinking about taking or supplementing vitamin D in combination with magnesium. Because you can't, there's no food uh, you can, yeah, you need the sun for making vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And as people uh, use sunscreen, that's another issue. Or when, you, when uh, they don't go outside, yeah, and expose, uh, the, the, that's a, at least during the winter months, it's recommended to take, I take 5,000 units per day. Okay. That's pretty safe. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it depends on your weight. Uh, that's weight related, how much you have to take, but 5,000 in general is uh, very good. Do, do you take K with that as well? No, no. Yeah, <laughs> You can take that, of course, uh, but... If you eat enough vegetables, you can, yeah. Vegetables contain a lot of vitamin K, especially broccoli. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can supplement that as well. I'm not a fan of supplementing everything. Sure. I, have, I have tried a lot of things, of course. Vitamin B complex and what um, the weirdest things, but the most benefit um, I got from vitamin D magnesium. And zinc a little bit, okay, my, my, my skin is much better uh, hydrated. Mm -hmm. And that's all. But the other stuff, if you eat nuts, if you eat fish and uh, not processed food and drink a lot of water, high quality water, what I drink, it's not high quality, that's standard here in Germany that I buy that, that water I mean, they, it contains a lot of minerals like sodium mm -hmm. or uh, calcium or other stuff. You can, of course, uh, drink water from the tap, but here in Germany, it doesn't have enough minerals. Got it. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, don't forget to drink. It's very important. We drink or I drink at least two liters a day. Um, that's... Uh, and sometimes more if it's very hot. Wow. Chris, again, you are a wealth of information. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I tell you that all the time. I mean, I, I learn new things from you all the time, and I know our audience will benefit from this information as well. So I just wanted to take a moment to, again, thank you so much for your willingness to share this information in sharing your perspective of what it's like dealing with this, you know, this coronavirus situation and how you're staying healthy and sane yeah. <laughs> during this whole during this whole pandemic. It's it's very eye-opening to see a different perspective. And that's why I'm really grateful that you decided to, you know, talk with us once again. I wish you a nice Christmas and happy new year.
You too, you too. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, leaving a review, donating, or making a purchase at Starring You Crew, our new fitness apparel shop. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Pinterest. And remember, if you're everything to everyone, the risk be no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode. 